ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to thank you for rocking with us today. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Also, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. We're going to tell you today how the Braves will win in the East, the surprise Falcon who's going to ball out this year that you never expected, and when is it cool to put hands on your teammates? We'll talk about all that. But first, Tanitra, the, the Atlanta Braves, they lose, I mean, win against the Felix, excuse me, 6-3 to three last mm-hmm. night. And when you talk about Spencer Strider, we talk mm-hmm. about Michael Harris, they were absolutely just doing their thing. But I think the, the main thing is the question that we have to answer, though, mm-hmm. will the Braves be able to win the division for the fifth time mm-hmm. in a row? And I think that one of the things that that was very interesting mm-hmm. now that they're probably about 100 games in about to be mm-hmm. 100 games in yes around about midway to that point mm-hmm. they had to come to jesus meeting and they were able to get things turned around and then they went on yeah. that 14 game winning streak yeah. is this something that they're gonna have to do or to in order to get that in at least crown yeah, I would say they would, because when you look at the back half of the season, so now that we're officially on the other side of 81 games and we're you know now approaching the 100th game, if you will, right? look at what their schedule looks like, the Braves strength of schedule and the Mets strength of schedule. And the Mets have a slightly more difficult schedule, at least as it appears today. We'll see how that looks as teams win or lose. But when you think about that, that means that you have to keep pace with them. You right. have to keep pace with them. So as they win like they're they're starting out their series with the Yankees and they're they're you know getting a W there every time they get a dub you need to be getting a dub so yeah you may have to go on that kind of streak a double digit win streak to keep pace with them if not winning the other thing is Jarvis I think that the way you do that is to continue to get the productivity that you've gotten that started right around that come to Jesus conversation right after mm-hmm. that ebag series started to kind of get away from them and you look at what Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Dansby Swanson, Michael Harris, oh the goodness. second have been able to do. I mean, Jarvis, when you think about this, this blew me away, right? Even as a Braves fan, as someone who's covered the Braves, which we both have done both. Right. The fact that Austin Riley and Matt Olson are first and third, respectively, in extra base hits. How many times did we say earlier in the season, man, the Braves leave people stranded. The Braves just keep leaving players stranded. And now it's like they're getting on base. They are having extra base hits that allow opportunities for more runs to be scored. So you're really starting to see that production that isn't just about the long ball, right? It's right. about true production that gets you runs in, you know, maybe a more blue collar way or, you know, lunch pail way, but it's getting the runs, right? So those right. are definitely two who I wanted to shout out, but also Dansby Swanson, who's been another one who's been super duper consistent. And then of course, Michael Harris the second, but I'll hold that because I know we want to talk about him uh, with another question that we have. But yeah, if those guys continue to be as consistent as they are, I believe that the 
Braves can and will go on a run and ultimately can win this division. No doubt about it. And it, like I said, I think Austin Riley is kind of leading the way. No, let me change that. Scratch that. He is leading the he's way. Leading the way right 18, 18 game winning streak. And within that streak, he's batting 444 with 17 extra base hits, nine doubles, eight home runs. And he's raised his average 40 points, T, from 257 to 297. So those are the type of things that I think that you can go on a streak with a guy like that who's the front runner for the NL MVP, yeah. um, I believe, in, in my eyes. And I know a lot of uh, Braves fans are in their eyes are thinking about yeah. that as well. Somebody who's mm-hmm. not playing MVP caliber is uh, Nephew Runny. He went 0 for 5 last night. We'll talk about the level of concern about that. But first, we, we have to talk about Bet Online. T, tell them about what's going on with Bet Online. Yeah, if you utilize the betonline.net site, your level of concern about how to bet will be zero. Why? Because they're the number one sports source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including more information about Major League Baseball. Jarvis was just telling you guys, Austin Riley is starting to come into that NL MVP conversation. So you might want to take a look at what his odds are to be the MVP of the National League. Also, you can get some good insight on betting lines for wherever you think Kevin Durant is going to land. That's still a big topic of discussion, whether you think there's still a shot that he's coming to the A or whether you think he's going to land elsewhere, if anywhere, uh, before the season starts. BetOnline.net, that's where you get the info. It is the best spot for all the scores. They even have podcasts that will really give you some insight if you are somebody who's new to the betting game. So fast, it's easy. You got niche sports as well, MMA, golf, boxing, all of it. Head to that website. You can use your mobile device if you would like to learn more about trends and actions. And again, we say all the time, we're sportscasters and we have to know these things and get understanding for all leagues in different ways. And so just to know that there's a betonline.net out there with betting becoming so popular, it's a good resource for us as well. So please, please, please make sure that you go to betonline because that is truly where the game starts. No doubt about it. We know that's where the game starts well. Oh, um, we've learned that Ronald Acuna won't be getting a start today. Um, he's getting a day of rest. And mm-hmm. our guy, Michael Harris, will be shoved into the leadoff spot, T. But yes. as far as Ronald Acuna goes, mm-hmm. this has been something that is that we've all talked about, right? We know sure. that Ronald Acuna is just – he got off to a, a really good start coming off mm-hmm. the injury, and then he's just kind of – Oof, just been really struggling, you mm-hmm. know, and, and thankfully Dansby Swanson, who was a part of that, that conversation as well. He looks right. like he's going to get, you know, starting to come back around because he mm-hmm. had a really good, nice game last night as well. Yes. Getting on base and scoring runs. That's what you mm-hmm. want the top of the order to do. Yes. But with the way Acuna has been struggling uh, as of late. Is this something that Snicker may have to think about making a long-term decision? We mentioned that Michael Harris is going to be um, the leadoff, but that's with Ronald mm-hmm. Cunha sitting down. Yes. Is this something that Brian Snicker is going to have to do long-term? Because, like you said, you need that production at the top of your mm-hmm. lineup. Yeah, it's something to consider. And, you know, we talk about the level of concern almost on a daily basis because it's getting to the point where we're seeing the lack of productivity every day. That's why we keep going right. back Exactly, yeah. And you can't get away, right, Jarvis, from the question of does that impact the leadoff spot if we're looking at it from an offensive perspective? Because we also know we've seen some glitches 
um, some unusual things that he's done on the defensive end. But talking offense, yeah, Brian Snicker is doing something that he's done before. He has experimented with pulling Ronald Acuna Jr. out of the leadoff spot before, and it has worked here and there. And you got to think about the long term. Like you said, Michael Harris II might actually be the long term answer in that leadoff position, then you might move Ronald Acuna Jr. down maybe to the second spot or maybe the three hole. And that may also help you, like you said, if you if Harris gets on base, if you will, mm-hmm. and whoever's in that two spot, then that person, you know, gets some extra base hits or they and they're in position. Then you bring Ronald Acuna Jr. in at third spot, and now you're scoring multiple runs as he's also maybe getting a little bit of that pressure off of him in that leadoff position. So I kind of like it. I think for the most part, we can all say that Brian Snicker has made changes along the way to the lineup. And usually he he makes tweaks and his tweaks work. Yeah, definitely. The tweaks definitely have to be in there. Like we mentioned Michael Harris though. I think the, the thing about Michael Harris and the other the other dude, <laughs> Spencer Strider, <laughs> Mr. Stash, the Stash yes. himself, um, was on the mound last night, and <laughs> this dude was absolutely amazing. Team, you think about you go on six innings, he struck out. He went six six innings, only gave up three hits. He struck out six guys, and he only walked one guy, yes. which is the most important stat of all the ones I just ran off. Like, if you don't get, have guys um, lurking around on base, more than likely it's going to be hard to score some runs. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, Spencer Strider did his thing last night. Michael Harris did his thing. And it's funny that because you have these two rookies right. essentially leading the way for, for a Braves win. Now, with these two guys, we got to start talking about the rookie MVP. P. Yes. I know who I think that should that should be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts as far as who should be the um, rookie of the year? Now yeah. it'll be the, it'll be somebody on the Braves more than likely. <laughs> but <laughs> I, that's a good thing. But man, this is a hard choice for me, T. This, yeah. this is a hard one. This is one where you kind of hope somehow miraculously there will be co-MVPs. Co-MVPs. Right? Oh, yes. It, yeah, it so can happen. Grace. Doesn't so answer the question, but yeah, I appreciate but that. If we have to make <laughs> today, Spencer Strider, like you said, he has been doing the darn thing. You know, he's only had one game that really everybody has an off game from time to time, right? But if you're talking about someone who was essentially supposed to be a part of your bullpen and you were just looking for him to bring that heat, maybe one inning, an inning and a third, or what have you, and now you're having a conversation, Jarvis, about the fact that last night he probably could have gone seven. And right. the Braves would have been okay. Probably would have wanted him to go seven with what they got out of Will Smith. But anyway, Spencer Strider has just been that consistent surprise. Like, yeah, the, the Braves farm system works in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. But I'm giving a nod to Michael Harris II for the simple fact that when I think about him being the youngest player in baseball, and what he's doing as the baby of the whole league, that's something special. You bring a guy up from double A to the majors, and obviously you think that he has the potential to succeed, but for him to hit the ground running the way he has, and I want to say he's probably exceeded the Braves' expectations, Jarvis, but that's just me. I think that is special. And also, he was able to settle that low-producing log jam that you saw in center field, because let's be honest, Guillermo Heredia, Eddie Rosario, and anybody else that you got to put out there, they were not the answer. And nope. so if he gave you what you knew he was going to give you on defense, and now you're getting what you're getting on offense, and the fact that this dude 
he has selective amnesia, he can go one for 10 like he did last week and boom, he'll just forget that series and come back and just blow it out like he did last night, getting a double and a home run. Just going to give a slight nod to him. And time and time and time again, you, you see some things that you're not necessarily used to seeing in rookies. And they're talking about Michael Harris, like the guy making adjustments, you know, yeah. hitting the instructor saying, hey, lower your hands a little bit. Okay, cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, I like this. I'm going to stick with it. Like, right. And for baseball players, that's that's kind of a big deal. You know, Brian mm -hmm. Jordan even talked about it on the broadcast for on Valley Sports South. It's just like when you – baseball players are creatures of habit, yeah. more so than any other athlete, I believe. And this <laughs> is coming from a football player. So I think that for a guy to be able to make that, that adjustment, that really wasn't necessary. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, the expectations were, like, come in and be mm -hmm. elite on defense and we'll figure it out on, on up at the plate, yeah. right? But right, for him we'll to make that adjustment, right, we'll figure it out on, on the fly, you know. So, and I think for him to be able to make those necessary adjustments, I was like, man, this dude is has the potential to be great. And and I can say the same for Spencer Strider. You're talking mm -hmm. about a 13.4 strikeout per nine any rate, right? We haven't seen that since. How about this name for you? Haven't heard this one in a while. Carrie Wood. Yes. <laughs> you know, the back in 1998. And so if Strider stays on this plate, on this pace, and pitches 100 innings, over goes over 100 innings this year, mm -hmm. like he will break that record. So, yeah, it's like I'm glad I don't have to make that decision, but I think I'll probably get the edge to Spencer because a lot of times they're going to favor the pitchers because – when you're talking about 100, 100 mile power gas, the the, the folk hero look, yes. and just and everything that his pitching road, evolving uh, his his arsenal. Yeah. Yes, and then and the way veteran guys talk about him, uh, who have to face him. Yeah, I think more than likely Spencer Strider is probably going to get the nod or the edge in this one. But speaking of edge, the Falcons, you know, they want to play with a little bit more edge this year. Arthur Smith and Terry Fondo have brought guys in to to do that. Now. Which one of those guys are going to be the guy that we say, you know what? Whew, I don't know about you, T, but I like surprises. So we'll talk about who that surprise player will be next right here on ATO Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. Oh, not going nowhere. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And we appreciate you guys for continuing to support us by going to wherever you get your platforms, whatever platform you go on and wherever you get your podcast, rather, and downloading it and also leaving us those five-star reviews. And listen, if you guys want to leave comments on any of the topics that we talk about, go ahead and do that. That way we can incorporate you guys more into the show because we definitely review the comments and we appreciate you even taking the time to make those comments and give us those five-star reviews. So again, Thank you for rocking with us. And listen, you guys, we know that you're rocking with the Braves because they are doing some seriously special things, right? And they have an embarrassment of riches. The question is, do the Falcons in any space have the same? Now, before we talk a little bit about the Falcons and where they are in terms of their roster, we want to just say that there was an individual who was <clears> on <throat> the roster back in the day who was definitely a part of the division, but now he's a part of the division again, just with another team. So Julio Jones, of course, signing that one-year deal with the Bucks should be interesting when they come to the Benz to uh, play play the Falcons this season. Now, another thing that should be interesting is these continued kind of battles that we're looking at, playoff battles, uh, excuse me, position battles uh, for a training camp, right? And let's just say, however, 
because I kind of tipped you guys off when I said playoffs. Let's just say <laughs> that the Falcons have an awesome training camp. They get through preseason and they're all that Jarvis. And then they start surprising us getting into this regular season and they're looking like a little playoff team. Like your boy Lama De Sakia said, they just might. So if they do Jarvis, what in the world would that look like? What would it take for you to, in your opinion, to see the Falcons make the postseason? I think that going to start off with Tyler Algier being a starting running back. I'm going to start right there, right? Because that's the guy that you brought in. And um, I talked to a, a scout, you know, that, you know, had to, had taken a really good look at Tyler Algier. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that holds rookie running backs back from getting into that in that, that starting lineup and being that mm -hmm. consistent guy is pass protection. And the scout that I talked to, he said that is one of his strengths. He mm -hmm. doesn't mind doing it. And this is a guy that who's a former linebacker in college as well at, B at BYU. So you know mm -hmm. the aggressiveness is there. You know the, the being willing to attack is there. And he runs accordingly. So I think that and with him being in there, that allows you or affords you to have mm -hmm. Cordell Patterson and kind of have yeah. him even more of a, a gadget player. And I'm not using that in a negative connotation, yeah. but I'm using that as that's being an asset for, you mm -hmm. know, uh, Arthur Smith to really get creative on, on offense. So I think that that's one piece. And then also uh, the second piece of a uh, guy we've talked about a lot, Jermaine Ofedi takes Caleb McGarry's spot. Because when you think about why we talk about the competition and wanting yes. to be aggressive and be be edgy, you mm -hmm. want guys to be for for him to come in to be brought in for that, and then it actually comes to fruition. Yeah. Like Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith thinks like they want to be, have that competition, and when the guy you bring in comes in and takes the the incumbent starter spot, mm -hmm. that means something. That's yeah. gonna say something to opposing teams and it's mm -hmm. going to say something to that particular locker room like hey yeah. if you ain't if you aren't doing what you're supposed to do you need to step your dog on game up and mm -hmm. then those two those two keys right there probably will be the the main reason why the, the Arthur Smith and the Falcons are successful on offense that means because that running game is going once mm -hmm. Arthur Smith gets that running game going mm -hmm. I think the 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 the, the it's if there's endless possibilities to yeah. what they can do as far as winning games this year. And, and I think mm -hmm. that if you're talking about the Falcons being the playoff team, you're yeah. definitely talking about that running game being in the top half of the league. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I think that if you have a 1,000-yard rusher, something that the Falcons have not seen in season after season after season, but the 1,000-yard rusher, which to your point, if Tyler Algier does what we believe he can do, you're going to get that. Also, keep the QB from getting sacked. Yes, you, Lord. I mean, if you're somewhere under 40, yes, right? Lord. Then you got something going. And, and that includes, Jarvis, not just the actual sacks, but also the hits and the pressures. Because right. those things kind of mount up as well, and they build up, and that kind of wears that quarterback down. And on the flip side, on defense, certainly, I believe that if you get more sacks, right, and more hurries and more pressures to the quarterback from that interior line, and from, you know, just that, and, and and also looking at the secondary, right? AJ Terrell, you got some more help. So if you, if that secondary can be what we think they're going to be, and they can get more picks, and if nothing else, also just some passes defense, like get out there, and even if you can't pick the ball, just disrupt the passing game. I think those will be mm -hmm. some critical keys to them possibly making a playoff run or getting to the postseason. So before we talk a little bit more about our surprise for the Falcons who could make a big impact. Jarvis, 
tell us more about where our listeners and our audience can go to get amazing jewelry online. Go to bluenow.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just celebrating a special moment, they have fine jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenow.com. Let me tell you something. I got a super, super, duper, duper special moment coming up. Just about to get ready to celebrate 10 years being married. Now, and I've already I already got my plans going as far as what we're going to do, you know, to right, celebrate, right. but, you know, I'm thinking about getting to something a little special. I hope she doesn't watch the show because, you know, I don't want to, you know, give away my secrets and stuff, but, right. you know, I'm definitely going to go to bluenow.com and go check out and see what they have, and I'm looking to make a purchase because I... Sometimes I kind of struggle with gifts, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I need and I need a little assistance because Blue Now they got everybody you need. If you look, like you said, you having trouble choosing. Like I mentioned, Blue Now has jewelry experts on hand, twenty four seven, available via call, or you can chat to help find a memorable gift for that special moment, like myself. Now, you trying to say, okay, Jarvis, man, you know I might need a little help with these prices because you know jewelry can get a little expensive. Well, sure. we got you covered. Locked on, got you covered for you guys. All right, you can get $50 off, per, off purchases of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive. Use the code locked on. Go to bluenow.com and use the code locked on, and they'll make sure every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenow.com today and use that code locked on. So Jarvis, I kind of heard in there that you were thinking about doing something on the level of a surprise for our girl, which I think is very, very exciting. And so I can't wait to see what that looks like. And we are also thinking about surprises that we might see in the duration of this next season for the Falcons, the regular season in particular. So again, we talked yesterday about who might make the biggest impact on offense and defense. Who do you think might be a surprise guy who can go from being a guy to that guy this season? I will. I've talked about this on other shows on Locked On Falcons with Aaron Freeman, and I've kind of mentioned it as, as, as on our show as well. Mm-hmm. I believe that Michael Walker is going to be a guy who's going to have the opportunity, not only the opportunity to yes. be a surprise, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to take advantage of, of, of that yeah. as well because he's a guy that we've talked to, you know, one on one, just about, you know, coming into the season, expectations. Yeah changing of coaching staffs and just what mm-hmm. your mindset has to be when you do sure. those type of things. And mm-hmm. like you said, like nothing, it's basically a clean slate. It was almost mm-hmm. like he said it himself, like I got drafted all over again because I have to prove myself to some guys that no are no longer there. There's no coach, no guys from the previous regime here. Mm-hmm. So this is a new coaching staff. So it's almost like, hey, We'll know who you are. We don't know what you can do. So you got to prove it on the field. And I think he started to do that last year by getting more playing time. And I think that this is the year for Michael Walker. I think he's going to be that guy to be that surprise for Arthur Smith and company for sure. I like it. I like it. And I agree with you on that. I think he is just chomping at the bit and just waiting to prove himself again. He takes it as an opportunity to show what he's worth. I definitely will co-sign with you on that. And I'm going to go deep, 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 deep into... <laughs> into going into the, the archives, huh? <laughs> yeah, into the rookie class this year. 
we know, and we kind of talk about it broad based, but I'm going to narrow it down just a little bit before we wrap up. We always talk about the fact that the offensive line has to step up, right? But let's yes. just be more specific. Chris Lindstrom ain't got to step up because he is the step up on that mm-hmm. O-line, right? Jake yep. Matthews, solid on the O-line. So it's really those other three positions that we've been having some commentary about, right? And yes. so I'm interested, I'm going to actually put two people in place, right? A Drew Dahlman, who is, you know, who's been there a couple of seasons, but also a Justin Schaefer. I say Drew Dahlman because he's been coming for a starting position for a minute now. Yeah. So watch out for him. He would be my surprise to have an impact, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would say Justin Schaefer, and that's why I said I'll go deep, deep, deep in, because Justin Schaefer played a number of positions on the O-line at UGA. So if you're going up against... Super versatile. Exactly. If you have that versatility, you're going up against the likes of the best in the country in the SEC every single game for four years, then I want to put some money on you that you might surprise us and do some special things, even though you were drafted deep in the 2022 class for the Falcons. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk Quick nugget before, before oh, we move on. Quick nugget. Got a little nugget for you. Got a little nugget for you. All right. You might be on to something because you talked about the standard being Chris Lindstrom. Chris Lindstrom mentioned just recently that Justin Schaefer has been reaching out to him for some pointers. So you might be on to some T. Uh, the, 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 the prophetess, Tanitra <laughs> Batiste, has spoken. So you guys keep an eye on that as we go through training camp and get ready for the 2022 season for the Falcons. Oh, I absolutely love it. So, yes, we will be watching. That's some good stuff right there. And we'll bring you some more good stuff on the other side. Come back and join us for For the Culture because you know you want to hear us talk about sports, entertainment, and everything else that we want to talk about in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. If you missed any of it, make sure you go check us out on YouTube. Put in a little search box. Locked on Sports Atlanta will pop right up. We are ATL Day Ones, like I mentioned before. And, you know, we are available on wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download that bad boy, make sure you leave us a five-star review because Pookie really wants to find a good sports podcast and I think that, you know, it'll be it will behoove you to go ahead and let him know about it because like, hey, this dude, this man has been searching. He's been searching and you found us. So don't keep us to yourself. Share. Just be happy. But see, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment and the culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, you know, people want to question why we're talking about chicken nuggets. We talk about chicken nuggets because that last little piece I just said, because that's whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's how we get down. All right. Now, T. Now, I, I mentioned earlier about a situation where it's, it might be okay to, you know, fight your teammate. Some people may look at that and say, dang, Jarvis, why are you tripping? But I don't know. This particular story, my man, uh, was it uh, Carlos Rudon, mm-hmm. who plays for the, for the San Francisco, who pitches for the San Francisco Giants, mm-hmm. he got so upset because, you know, he wasn't having a, a good day. And he was walking through the dugout mm-hmm. and literally kicked the bat and the bat ended up going and hitting one of his teammates in the leg, Tyro Estrada. And, of course, Tyro, Tyro Estrada is one of the nicest guys on the team because everybody, mm-hmm. every one of the people they talked to about it said right. that he's a really, really nice guy and he didn't deserve for that to happen. And right. Rudon should apologize, and he was definitely in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know. Tyro is a guy that's probably a better man than me because if somebody would have kicked the bat 
and it hit me in my leg and I'm hurting, like either at that point or when my leg stopped hurting, we might have had a had a, a had a, a physical dis- discussion. You know, no yeah. words involved. Oh. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> at a minimum, now I probably would not come. I wouldn't come to blows unless push. Yes, forward. yes. But I definitely would have some commentary. Like, yes. definitely would have some commentary. And I really would want to sit him down and make him think. And and oh gosh, Jarvis. I'm, I'm and and to our audience, I apologize for drawing a blank. But remember last year when we had the Braves had a pitcher who was doing some solid things. And then all of a sudden, you know, dude like punches, um, you know, what does he punch a chair or something? And then he ends up getting injured. He's no longer. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, right. And and that was so like, you, you can't just blow steam like that, right? You can't just let things take get to you in that way. You've got to have a sense of calm because yeah, you could have some goofy. Who's Carl Noah? Yes. No, you're Scar in Noah. Yes, oh, yes. exactly. So a guy that was gonna who, bother me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, I'm, I'm like literally, that was gonna eat me up. But yeah, you know what? Having a good year, a solid year, and then all of a sudden he's got to take his fist and and you know take out all his frustration. You're out for two and a half months. And what yeah. does that do to your team? And then you never really come back Her. as the guy you were. Right. You never really come back for the guy as the guy you were. And now you're not the brave anymore. So, yeah, even in the midst of the most frustrating moment, you have got to take stock on how you want to manage through it. Think about that next time. It's one thing to flip a bat. It's one thing to kick a bat and hit somebody. Not the same. And you better be lucky Estrada wasn't about that life because, yeah. you know, like I said, if it had it been me, <clears throat> things may have been a little bit different. And, you know, I'm sure UT, you know, she, she, she's a, for those of you who don't know, Tanisha is a person who's a godly woman. She do, does not cuss. But I'm sure you may have heard, may or may not have heard an F-bomb come out of her mouth. And it would have <laughs> sounded really weird because, like I said, she doesn't cuss. But what's going to sound really good coming out of her mouth is, Tanisha, tell them about Coffee AM and what they got going on today. Yes. And Coffee AM is one of those things that, hey, we, we have a saying in Louisiana where it's like, if something is good, you slap your mama. Now, you don't really want to fight anybody like a boy was about to do. Estrada, thankfully, didn't do. But you may want to slap your mama or call your mama for some Coffee AM because it really is that good. Jarvis can attest to the coffee. I can attest to the tea. And we can all attest to wanting to support a local business. And this is a small batch roaster right in your backyard, right here in Atlanta. And think about it. Anything that you want to consume, you want it to be fresh, right? So it's always a good thing to think about the fact that when you go to place that order, it's shipped the same day or close to it. And it's also roasted around that time that you actually place the order. So that's a good thing. It's also current crop. It's specialty grade coffee. And they go all over the world, direct trading, fair trading to get you the best roast in your coffee. So want to know more about it go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on you can go there check out the full menu of coffees teas and even gift sets if you want to share the wealth from coffee am so again coffeeam.com backslash locked on and if you use that locked on code you can also get 15 percent off of your first order again that's 15 percent off your per- first order with the code locked on so that you can get products from the best small batch roaster in the country 
The best, the absolute best. Gets me up every morning. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, God first and then coffee. That, that's, that's, that's my order. That's my yeah. order in, um, around the, in the Davis household, but not tea. <laughs> Speaking of Davis household, I wish I had a card. <clears throat> you know, there's this, a certain card that uh, is probably about to go for a $10 million. Like, okay, what kind of card goes for $10 million? How about a Mickey Mantle baseball card? T. Dale projecting it to go for $10 million dollars with with the potential to be the most expensive um purchase ever in sports Mm -hmm. cards history yes i don't know about you but i'm sitting up here when i read this story i was sitting up here thinking to myself i was like dad you are a big sports fan why don't you at least have one of these cars it doesn't have to be worth 10 mil it could be worth 1.5 and i'll be happy with that and just pass it on down to your boy but good lord this is crazy 10 million dollars the sports car investor industry is going crazy right now t exactly i mean that is crazy and you think about the person who has a sports car and you think about the rest of us who are just trying to get to that 10 million or that 1.5 through this uh ridiculous lottery right yes, <laughs> but this no, no. person hit the jackpot in a different way right so yeah that's amazing and i mean don't get me wrong you think about mickey mantle and the legacy number seven the yankees just the lore of it and it's also a very very unique card it's funny because i thought about a story that i'd read a couple years ago about a rare Mickey Mantle card that showed up. So obviously that drives up the price. But yeah, let me tell you, I'm like, you know what that made me do, right? I started What's looking that? through my old boxes, calling home like, uh, can anybody <laughs> just see? Like, did anybody keep that stuff from, from 15 years ago? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the little leagues, yeah. the little softball league, anybody right. who you guys were trying to get me acclimated to softball and baseball, remember that? Where are those yeah. cards? I need that in my um, life. Like, Jar- like you said, Jarvis. We need that in our lives because, man, that's a game changer. You know how we talk about that all the time, like things that can change your life, things that can change the generation. Oh, that's changing multiple generations. Like crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Crazy, crazy. Yes, yes. But we also hope to bring you guys tomorrow some good things, some changes, of course, that happened in the lineup for the Braves. We're going to talk all about it. And we're going to see if that allowed them to win a series, Jarvis, and not regress because, you know, They've had trouble this last month. The one area they've had trouble in is winning a series finale, right? Seven of eight series. They cannot get it done in that finale game. So hopefully we'll be talking about that, downloading on whatever it looks like tomorrow, and also downloading on more training camp activities, telling you all of what's going on in Flowery Branch and anything else that's going on in the sports world right here in Atlanta. So again, stop at ATL Day 1's first, your second stop. Hitting hard with John Chuckery. You guys take care. Be safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you.